0: From Chattanooga, Tennessee, it's time for the Gospel Mailbox with Donnie Bryson. If you would like to contact the ministry, you may call Donnie at 423-355-3859. Write Donnie at P.O. Box 2446, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37409. Or email him at this email address, preacher at gospelmailbox.org. And now for today's lesson, here's Donnie Bryson.
1: Welcome to another edition of the International Sunday School Lesson. Today's lesson is entitled, The Call of Gideon. And it's taken from the book of Judges, 6th chapter, verses 1 and 2, and then verses 7 through 16. And it's for October the 16th, 2022, fall quarter, lesson number 7. Now a little background information. Our story today uh, takes place uh, in the book of Judges, and the Israelites had made it through the wilderness, but they had not. They had not conquered all of the promised land, and the book of Judges is completely full of this cycle of backsliding, servitude, repentance, and then a judge being called up and helping to get the children of Israel out of uh, bondage. And the book of Judges is all that is all through the book of Judges. And also, too, it's important for us to realize for our own benefit that each section of backsliding and restoration, they keep getting worse and worse as time went on. Now, the Gideon is the main Person in today's story, and there was uh, at the time of Gideon, there was a um, forty-year rest after the conquest of Jabin, Uh, and that forty years of rest pretty much well was um, silent in the book of Judges, and then the people of Midian, uh, the had conquered the. Israelites after they had backslide, backslidden. And this is what the pulpit commentary says about the people of Midian. In Numbers 22:7, we read of the Midianites as allied with the Moabites in their hostility to the children of Israel. And we find them willing agents of Balaam's iniquitous counsels suffering a terrible chastisement from the Israelites in, cons- in consequence. An abiding national feud was a natural consequence, and this added with, to their love of plunder no doubt led to the present invasion in company with the Amalekites. Now... Before we go into and break down the verses in today's lesson, uh, let me just tell you how I've got this one broke at, broken out. Flaking out, hiding out, crying out, finding out, bringing out, sounding out, and punching out. Okay? Now, judges... The people of Israel did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord gave them into the hand of Midian seven years. So we see how today's lesson starts off with the children of Israel flaking out on their commitment to God, their promises to God to be loyal, to be faithful, and they uh, flaked out on the lord and so the lord gave them over to the hand of midianites for 7
2: years
1: judges 6 and 2 and the hand of midian overpowered israel but in because of midian the people of israel made for themselves the dens that are in the mountains and the caves and the strongholds. So we see after they faked out, then they had to go hide out in the dens. Now, Brother Barnes says the word rendered dens is only found in this passage. It is best explained of ravines hollowed out by the torrents, which the Israelites made into hiding places. And if you turn your back on God, that's what ends up happening. You know, the book of Deuteronomy in Deuteronomy uh, 28, 47 and 48 reads, because you did not serve the Lord your God with joyfulness and gladness of heart, because of the abundance of all things. Therefore you shall serve your enemies whom the Lord will send against you in hunger and thirst and nakedness and lacking everything. And he will put a yoke of iron on your neck until he has destroyed you. So we see here how God had already, hundreds of years before this happened, God had promised the israelites that that would be the natural consequences of their actions if they turned their back on god and did not live up to what they had promised the lord okay crying out now judges the sixth Chapter, verse 7. When the people of Israel cried out to the Lord on account of the Midianites. So we see here, they realized they had messed up and they had turned their back on God. And they began to contemplate the fact that they had turned their back on God. And they began to cry out to the Lord. And just like God said, in 2 Corinthians 7 and 14, If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Now, I want us to really stop and think about this, that when the Lord is talking, he's not talking about just lip service here. It's not just lip service. Humbling, getting off your pridefulness. Humble yourself. Seek God's face and turn from your evil ways and turn to God. And he will hear and heal the land. Okay? Judges 6, 8, and 9. The Lord sent a prophet to the people of Israel, and he said to them, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel I led you up from Egypt and brought you out of the house of slavery, and I delivered you from the hand of the Egyptians and from the hand of all who oppressed you, and drove them out before you and gave you their land. So the Lord sent a prophet. Now there is a uh, tradition in Jewish circles, and Dr. John Gill mentions this, there is a tradition in some Jewish rabbis that the prophet was actually Phineas, but that would have made him well over 200 years old. And Dr. John Gill uh, brings out that that most likely uh, was not Phineas, but just another prophet. Okay, and it's important to note that this is a man, especially as Doctor John Gill mentions. If you look in looking at the actual original Hebrew, it is very specifically a man and not an angel. So there are two visitations that Gideon gets here. One is from the prophet, and that is here, and then there's an angel that comes just a little bit later in the lesson. Okay?
2: Judges
1: 6 and 10. And I said to you, I am the Lord your God, Ye shall not fear the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell, but you have not obeyed my voice. Now, Brother Barnes brings out the fact that the name of Amorites is used here, and that is most likely because, uh, even though it was more of the Midianites that uh, they were going to be fighting. But the term Amorites, because the Amorites were more of the mountain people, and that's where uh, the uh, idolatry was primarily coming from, was the Amorites. And that's why uh, that name is used there. But they had committed a, a idolatry and in, 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 in went after these false gods. And that is what brought the problem that they were experiencing here now. Judges 6, verses 11 and 12. Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth at Ophrah, which belonged to Joash the Abizarite while his son Gideon was beating out wheat in the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, O mighty man of valor. Now, a couple of things that I want to make sure that we understand, that we need to understand, is the fact that this is the second visitation This is, they had the prophet come first, and now the angel of the Lord comes and makes a visitation to Gideon. And it's also too important for us us to stop and think the poor condition that they were in because uh, Gideon was beating wheat in the wine press to hide himself. From the Midianites to keep them from grabbing his stuff, so he was hid out to uh, to do his work to keep his stuff from being stolen. And it's also too important for us to realize that the angel of the Lord came and called Gideon a mighty man of valor and it's very unusual for that term to be used and undoubtedly and we'll make mention of this a little bit later undoubtedly Gideon was a very muscular and handsome and regal looking person okay Judges 6, verses 13 and 14. And Gideon said to him, Please, my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where are all his wonderful deeds that our fathers recounted to us? Saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and given us into the hand of Midian. And the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours and save Israel from the hand of Midian. Do not I send you. Now, this is the section of the lesson where Gideon is sounding out uh, the Lord to see, to get his real opinion. And that's what sounding out means. You ask questions uh, to sound out somebody to see what they're really thinking. And that's what Gideon, Gideon is doing at this point. Okay? He is trying to figure out what is it that the Lord really believes, really thinks, and what's the Lord's real intention? And what's the real scoop here? So he was asking questions and notice that Gideon had the courage to do that and ask the questions, just like Job asked some questions and sought the face of God. And it's important sometimes for us to to ask questions. And to research things. And that's exactly what Gideon was doing. Now, it is important for us to realize to some degree, and and, and it's important to the story that Gideon for obvious for from evidences inside the Bible itself. Gideon was a very strong handsome man. Later on in the story of Gideon's life, in Judges 8 and 18, then he said to Zeba and Zulmona, where are the men whom you killed at Tabar? They answered, as you are, so were they. Every one of them resembled the son of a king. So they were say they were talking about how handsome and how uh, regal and noble that Gideon appeared to be okay
2: Judges
1: 6, 15 and 16 and he said to him, "Please Lord, how can I save Israel?" Behold, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord said to him, But I will be with you, and you shall strike the Midianites as one man. In other words, you're going to punch them out. Okay? And it's important for us to fully realize how that Gideon was being a humble person at this point, and how that he was thinking of himself in a very humble way. I love what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15 and 9, for I am the least of the apostles, unworthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. And it's important for us to remember where we came from and to exhibit humility. The King Saul uh, in his initial time was a very humble man. And Gideon in his initial time was a very humble man, starting off well and remembering uh, his weaknesses and his frailty and looking to God for a deliverance. And that's a good thing. But it is easy for people to forget. You look at the story of Saul and you look at the story of Gideon Uh, Gideon had had a couple of issues that arose later where he forgot his humble beginnings. And it's easy to do that. Uh, If those of us that have been trauma, that were traumatized when we were little um, with feelings of being rejected and and feelings of rejection and stuff like that, you know, um, it is easy to forget and to try to compensate sometimes for that feeling of rejection and uh, to let pride and arrogance take over and the the lord uh, will deal with us for that and we need to constantly remember this verse in the bible god resist the proud, but giveth grace to the humble. Pride was the original sin. Arrogance will block God's blessings every single time. And arrogance and pridefulness is the most deceptive sin in the universe you can get up and preach behind a pulpit every week you can quit your drinking you can quit your smoking you can quit your running around you can quit your uh, cussing you can quit your watching dirty movies you can do all that stuff and be so prideful and arrogant that that you did it and you're in just as bad a shape as that one that's going out in the bar and getting drunker and skunk and you're just as bad off as they are because god resist the proud but give us grace to the humble We have to be humble and meek-spirited no matter what. Keep that in your heart. Seek the face of God and be humble and meek. Okay?
2: Now, some concluding thoughts.
1: First off, our country, us as a people. we need to humble ourselves and seek the face of God and turn from our evil ways. I don't mean from a from a political standpoint, I'm talking about each one of us and our personal, Lives, we need to humble ourselves and seek the face of God and turn from our evilness and ask God to heal our land. And then when God delivers us from the hand of all the troubles that we're in, don't get prideful, and arrogant, we need to keep that meekness and humbleness and don't fall again into temptation. Remember, the people of Israel, they were hid out in dens. They were hid out in caves. They were hid out everywhere they possibly could. Things had really gotten bad for them because they forgot God and turned from him and got out there sinning and idolatry. And they realized the condition they were in, turned from their evil ways, and turned back to God. And each one of us need to search our hearts and seek the face of God and pray for a healing in our life, a healing in our family, a healing in our community, a healing in our country, and seek the face of God. Okay? Well, friends, good Lord willing, I'll be back with you next weekend.
0: You have been listening to The Gospel Mailbox with Donnie Bryson. If you would like to contact the ministry, you may call Donnie at 423-355-3859. Write Donnie at P.O. Box 2446, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37409. Or email him at this email address, preacher at thegospelmailbox.org.